0: So let's talk a little bit about how where you're going to go is going to affect who you'll become.
1: Hey there, my name is Lily and you're listening to Mindful Admissions, a podcast by Strive to Learn. This episode of Mindful Admissions is focused on one of the most crucial, in my opinion, aspects of the college process, which is crafting a good fit college list. At the beginning of my college process, if you asked me to write down ten schools I wanted to go to, it would have been five schools I knew the names of, and another five that came up on Google when I searched liberal arts school drama program Coastal, Um, which tells you a lot about me, I guess. So no part of my brain was conscious of the fact that I might want to go to a certain school, but that school might not actually be the best fit for me as an individual. For some families, the idea of best fit challenges preconceptions about the ideal college education. For instance, Yale may be your dream school, but it's possible that your personal experience of the campus, the professors, the location, the grading, the extracurriculars, the student body, the dorms, whatever, might make you unhappy and unfulfilled at that school. Good fit college lists are created to match you with colleges that check boxes for you in as many areas as possible. And the goal, eventually, is to find at least one that is a good social, academic, global, and financial fit for you along with like 80 other metrics that Josephine will cover in a second. This episode of the podcast is important to me because I think it pushes an ideal that we at Strive all hope to embody, going to college because it will benefit you as a person. A good fit list can help you go to a college where you will grow and change in exciting ways, not painful ones. That said, creating a good fit college list has a lot to do with knowing yourself and interrogating what it is that you really want out of life. These are big things to tackle. So what better time to start than right now? Alright, I think that about covers it. Let's go to Josephine speaking to you from a recording of our Good Fit College List webinar.
0: Okay, hi everyone. We are here today to talk a little bit about building a Good Fit College List. Um, so I want to welcome you. for Thank you for joining our webinar. Or Watching the recording if you weren't able to make it today um, and we want to really dive in and dig in today um, about you know how can your child or how can you in case you're the student watching really start thinking about the college process and um, How can you really dive into this process of exploration? Um, I'm sure that a lot of you are hearing many, many things from friends, from teachers, um, from your parents' friends, from your parents themselves, people starting to ask about what you want to major in. And you might be thinking, you know, I do not know yet. I'm 16, I'm 17, I have another year and a half left of school, um, and I really don't know. And You feel a little pressured, perhaps, by a lot of people just continuously asking you questions to which you don't have an answer. Well, you don't need to know all the answers right now, but it would be really nice, I'm sure, to have some tools with which you can start pursuing, knowing a little bit more about what your answers might be. So that's what today is about. Um, We are going to start by talking a little bit about how college choice influences your adulthood and who you will or will not become. Then we're going to go on to actually take a look at a spreadsheet that will help you create a list of college criteria and also talk about how to research more about colleges and what kind of tools and resources you can use to learn even more. Um, from there, we'll really take a look at, you know, what is this entire process about and learn a little bit about some interesting statistics of college success rates. Um, and then we'll open it up for Q&A. So any questions you guys have, um, just feel free to write them in the chat box. So let's talk a little bit about how where you're going to go is going to affect who you'll become. So. There's a little book here that I'd like to share. Here it is. This is a book that I highly recommend you read. um, Whether you're a parent or a student, doesn't matter. Um, Where you go is not who you will be. Might sound a little bit different from what you're hearing all the time. That, you know, if you go to college, if you don't go to college, where you go somehow um, will um, determine the rest of your lives. Well, there is, you know... Maybe a little bit of truth in the sense that it will have an effect on your immediate future and how you are going to experience your immediate future. But there are a lot of factors that determine who you're going to be. Building a good fit college list is a way to figure out who do you want to be. Um, We were located in Orange County. And we do find that it's a pretty high pressure environment. Um, I know other parts of the States are like this as well. So, um, you know, wherever you are, it may be you putting pressure on yourself. It might be something from your surrounding culture. Um, Maybe you don't feel any pressure. That's awesome. Kudos to you. You probably have it a lot easier than a lot of the students um, that end up coming through here. Um, But, you know, a lot of people have heard of prestige of colleges a lot of people say you know i want to go to stanford harvard ucla um, boston college georgetown whatever it might be whatever prestige means to you that'll depend on you know your geographic location where you're from what your friends and family talk about it varies across the states what you connect with that but basically what prestige means is that there's a name there's a name that is recognized that you associate certain criteria aspects with. Your college exploration should be to go much beyond that. It's okay to look at colleges that you've heard of based on prestige, of course, but dive deep. Don't think that just because there's a prestige name, you will suddenly get everything that everyone told you you will get. People say, you know, if I go to UCLA or if I go to USC, um, I'll have great connections especially if I go to USC for business, I'll I'll be set. Um, Well, you know, what what does connections mean? Having great connections means that you have considerable mentors in the field that you would like to enter professionally um, who will hopefully recommend you to their peers, their colleagues, their friends if said friends are looking for um, a young newbie to get started in their company, um, an internship that is opening up, anything like that. So connection really means access, right? It means access through personal relationships. So I think the bigger question when you're thinking about connections is to ask, where do I have access? What university allows me to have access to great mentorships? Because that's truly how you do gain connections. Um, And that's where, you know, when we say prestige, we really want to be focusing a little bit more on gathering experiences. Which college can I gather the experiences at that will allow me to have those things that maybe right now not knowing much about this process. I might just be connecting with the idea of prestige. Um, So, you know, this search is really about figuring out what kind of experiences do you want to have in the four years after you graduate high school? What is going to lead you from teenagehood to early adulthood to full adulthood? How do you want to create that process? Um, I know I surely did not know all those answers (laughs) Um, when I was 16 or 17, 18 or 19. Um, It's something that you find out more as you experience life, right? I'm sure that you're not the same person today that you were a year ago or half a year ago. And as you've explored more, made new friendships, uh, maybe traveled a bit, maybe started a job, I'm sure that you've learned and expanded your worldview quite a bit. So... You know when we talk about good fit college criteria it's really about an ever-shifting exploration your criteria are not set in stone it's not like you're going to make one good fit college criteria list and then stick with that for the end of all days so just know that um you know we always say in college counseling the answer to everything is well it depends so that's kind of what you're looking at here really opening yourself up to a pathway of exploration Um, Now everything that I'm about to talk about actually also um, really applies to current seniors who are getting their Uh, notifications from schools on their decisions, whether or not they got in. Um, So what we're going to talk about is a great way to revisit all the college research that maybe you already did leading up to choosing a college Um, and then going in and seeing, you know, now that I've been admitted to, you know, these five colleges, which one do I actually want to choose? Sometimes it's clear as day and you know your top choice and that's where you're going. Other times, in the majority of the times, you may be caught between two or three of your schools and you know, it's a really tough decision to say yes or no to certain offers. So, um, what we're about to do is definitely applicable to you seniors out there who are listening, um, and it's very applicable to juniors um, who are taking a look at the whole college idea for the first time. Um, so, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to show you guys a Google Sheet that we like to use with our students. So here's um, a possible spreadsheet to get started with. It looks a little daunting right now, but don't worry. We're going to walk through it and talk about um, exactly what does all this stuff mean. Um, We put in, you know, basically any and everything that you might be looking for here. That does not mean that you, who you are as an individual specifically, needs to look at all of these things, right? So you're allowed to, in your own spreadsheet, of course, uh, delete any rows that don't apply to you. Okay, so one of the first things I would do is if once I have this is I would put my name here, so I would go ahead and say, "Hey, this is my list All right this is josephine's big kid college criteria list so I'm going to use myself as an example to kind of get started on this and show you how you can start filling this in at home um, to start your process now um, when I was um Looking for college stuff. Um, as far as majors go, um, I knew that I definitely want to study theater arts, but I also thought I want to study psychology because um, I need to have a fallback um, major, um, which I can use in the real world towards many different types of careers in case the whole theater arts thing doesn't quite work out. Um, so, for me personally, for Josephine's Good Fit College Criteria List, I would start filling out this column here with the things I do know. Now, I probably don't have an answer for about 70 or 80% of this, right? But for my perfect fit, when I was um, looking at colleges, it was definitely that I wanted a major in theater arts, um, and I also wanted to major in psychology. I wanted to make sure I can double major. So as far as my perfect fit, this column right here, I wanted to type those two in. Minors, didn't really care about it, wanted to double major, so I would just leave that blank. Now, classroom size was also pretty important to me. I knew that I didn't want to be in a large lecture hall, um, so you know maybe I'll think about how how big were my high school class sizes do? I want it bigger or smaller than that, So I might just say, you know, I really like it when there are about know, twenty students in my class. I prefer that to two hundred, okay. Uh, Classroom style, I definitely knew what I needed. I needed a classroom where I can raise my hand, I can ask questions, I can engage. I'm much more of a participant learner, hands-on learner. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I can go somewhere where I can really kind of bite my teeth into whatever is going on. Um, So we made a little note here because not everyone will know what classroom style means, but if you just hover your mouse over this field, it'll give you some examples. Socratic seminar, large lecture halls, Anything else, you can word it however you want. Um, Some students will know this. Other students will have no idea what classroom style works for them. So really think about your current classes in high school and why some of them just make time fly and others, um, you know—you try not to look at the clock for an hour and then when you finally look, only three minutes have passed. I think we've all been there. Um, So be honest with yourself about all of that. So as far as classroom style goes, I knew that I needed something hands-on, so I might I might just write that in. I might just write in some keywords that I might be looking for hands-on, um, participate, um, class discussions. I might not need a full Socratic seminar, but you know, I wanna have these things. Okay, so then let's say I don't really you know, know what I should be looking for with the SAT, ACT. I don't even know what test optional means. So I'm just gonna skip over all of that. School size, let's say I don't really care as long as my class size is there. So I'll leave that blank. Um, school spirit, maybe I don't care. Sports. Um, For me, specifically, I knew I don't care um, about a school having big football or anything, but a lot of students may really want that. So that's why we lumped those in here, school spirit and sports. You may want to write something like that in there. Um, Maybe you're looking for an equestrian team. Maybe you really want to continue your horseback riding, so you might put that in there. Um, Parties. So maybe I want parties, right? So maybe I want big ragers, or maybe I just want small hangouts. I can type whatever I want in here. Recreational, I really like skiing. I really like hiking. Ideally, my place where I go to college would have these opportunities for me somewhere close by. Greek life, I may care about it, I may not, I may not know yet. Um, So Greek life refers to sorority and fraternity involvement and there are different levels of that at different um, universities. Student organizations, um, I wanna make sure that there's something in theater. Um, and, you know, maybe I want to continue my hobby of swing dancing, so I might write that in here. Um, but that brings me to, hmm, I might really want um, a rock climbing wall. So when you go over here, over recreation, it says good gym, intramural sports, skiing on the nearby mountain. So I might add that here, um, that I really want to go somewhere that has an awesome rock climbing wall. And if, if I want that, I'm in luck. Because nowadays, colleges are building rock climbing walls all over the place, trying to top each other on how awesome it is. So, um, okay, so then let's say study abroad. I definitely want to study abroad. Let's say I want to make sure I can go to Argentina because I really want to solidify my Spanish. Um, Co-op programs, housing, um, anything that you might care about. Location type was pretty important to me. Um, I didn't really wanna be in a very rural place. I wanted it to be somewhat urban. I wanted to be able to get around. So, you know, maybe I'll write that out here as well. So I like, I want it to be urban, but I do like all the nature. So um, maybe I'll write urban with nature close by. All right, weather, I may not know what I want, but I do know what I don't want. I personally am not into desert heat. So maybe I narrow desert heart. That's great. So maybe I just narrow it down this way, right? Um, the list goes on. Now we left a few spots open down here where we just wrote other personal criteria. You can fill in anything you want, right? Maybe you want to add something for research opportunities, right? Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to oh, add that right here because we did talk about internships, so research opportunities should definitely be in here. Can freshmen research? Do you want to research? If you don't care about researching, you click right here, then you right-click, and you just say to Libro. I don't care about research. It's not part of my process. That's fine. Okay, so let's say these other things I'm not really sure about yet. You know, and maybe I'm like I've heard of these things, but I don't really know what to put here I have like kind of my top criteria here. I don't know what to put on the other ones Well, the fact that these are my top criteria would make me go and um, If I push down command or control on a PC, I can highlight several at the same time So I may want to go ahead and highlight those and then fill them in as this color must-have Yeah, What I cannot live without so again, all of these fields that have these tiny little triangles, they have our notes in there like, What am I supposed to put in this field? Just hover over it and tell you, what can't you live without, right? All right, so then let's go over here and select that color. Okay, so now I know these are the things I cannot Yeah. There might be some other things where I just, you know, kind of hope that they have it. And I want to write those in, then I could make that a lighter green, and those are my should-haves. What would be nice to have, but if they don't have it, I'll still consider the university, versus interests. Maybe I'm interested in Greek life, but it's not really going to make or break my decision. Then I might highlight it yellow. Um, And then deal-breakers, anything that's like, no, this is going to make this college a no-go for me. We started filling out right now the Your Perfect Fit portion. And actually, I'm going to reword that. My perfect fit, because this would be your list, right? So this is for me, my perfect fit. It has nothing to do with anyone else. So then if I go in here, and university one, let's say I have a university that I've visited, I'm really into it, I start researching what do they have in these, right? And then maybe that university has desert heat. I would write in desert heat, and then I would mark it red. That's kind of a deal breaker for me, right? But maybe I can get over one deal breaker in the end you'll have a list with all these universities and of course please replace university one two three with the actual names of the universities um and then you can see which column has the most green which column has the most red or yellow the ones with the most green technically should fit you better if you really thought about your good fit criteria and did your research well now um you know what do i do with all these other options here there are so many options and again, this is not an exhaustive list. There's a lot more so that you can add right here. So there are a couple different um, resources that you can use to start diving into what is even out there. What might I even be looking for? You're not supposed to know everything. That's why this is called a process, right? So one book that I really recommend um, is written by, Stephen, by Dr. Stephen Antonov. It is called College Match. It's on our resource page that we're going to share after this webinar. Um, And this book really is a workbook for students to go through. So it has a bunch of different um, kind of exercises. Yes, there's some writing and reading, but there are a lot of fill in the blanks, a lot of exercises. Um, It talks about geographic location, social life, majors, um, sports, whatever you might be looking at and things you may not have thought of yet. And it helps you kind of explore, you know, how important are these things for me in my journey? Um, so that's one great resource um, the physical book, College Match. Now, another great resource, if you're more of an online kind of person, um, would be Coursava. So let me share this with you. Um, I created a student account here so that I could sh- show you very specifically how this works. It's a free tool that you can use. Um, so basically, once you create an account, totally free of charge, um, make sure to create a student account. They also have a parent account, so you can take a look at that as well if you're more if you're the parent um, and want to research a bit more. Um, you can go in this card sort mode. And it'll give you these cards and it'll tell you here what is the general kind of um gist of what this is about. This is a topic under campus culture. Great food. So I do get that a lot that students want to make sure they have great food. A lot of our students do come from Southern California. We have a lot of different food here you know you want sushi you can go get sushi you want Thai you can have Thai. there's anything and everything basically at your fingertips at all times so students are spoiled as am I and would like to continue that (laughs) process or that um, ease of being a foodie in college so if this is a must-have for you like I'm not going to go to college unless the food is great you can click on this guy A should have is this guy would be nice it would be nice to have great food, but I'll still go if it's not perfect. Don't care it would be, you know, I'm, I'm happy with just some, my, my pancakes in the morning and some pasta in the afternoon. I'm good. No way is I don't want good food. I never, ever want good food. And if they have good food, I will not attend this college. All right. So let's say for me, this is pretty important, but it's definitely not a deal breaker. So I'm going to go with would be nice. Then it switches to the next card automatically. And you can see up here, there are 138 cards. And then biology, academics, like, oh, no, no, no. My academics, I know, are theater arts and psychology, as I already wrote down on my list. So I'm going to go, no way. Campus culture, LGBTQ plus friendly. So here we might have um, a student who says, absolutely, I have to go to a a campus that is very LGBTQ plus friendly. A student who says, you know, I don't really care about that or would be nice. So let's go with that. Learn by discussion. We look at that. We have a card on educational culture. So for me, being a student, really learning through participating, um, I say this is a must-have. You can see it continues going, right? Work hard, play hard. And I love this. He always says, you can be. if you're like, what does that mean? Work hard, play hard. I don't want to work that hard. I do want to play some, but hard? What does that even mean? Well, it means you can be serious and studious. But know how to have a good time on the weekend, right? So. Um, I really recommend this tool. It can be a lot of fun. You can just click through the cards and at the end it'll spit out your college criteria. Um, you can also research colleges through this or you can go back to your little list over here which is nice because you have it all in one place um, and really fill in the rest, right? Maybe based on what Corsava told you or like I said, based on what you learned by going through a College Match. Now with our students, um, as we do have college counseling students, um, both um, both from the area as well as online. So we do both in-person as well as online um, college counseling. Most of our students um, don't use this resource because we have another resource that we use with them that kind of puts all of this in one place. But if you're doing this process on your own, um, these are great resources to be playing around with. I also think it's a great way um, for our current seniors to step out of... Their usual tools and into something new, especially this spreadsheet. If you really want to figure out, um, you know, where where do I want to go and what's important to me now. Just because something was important to you, um, you know, back in junior year or at the beginning of senior year when you were first creating your college criteria list, doesn't necessarily mean that it's still your top choice. So maybe some of your green ones change and they turn into light green, should haves. Maybe you don't care about them that much anymore. Maybe some other stuff definitely turned into a must have as you visit colleges. Okay, so another t- uh, resource I wanted to share with you um, is the website called College Express. So this is College Express. This is where you land right when you get in. Now, it can be a little bit confusing on the website, I think, um, because you're like, oh, wait, I have to sign up. You don't have to sign up. I mean, you can create a login. But basically, you can do a lot of college searching here. Um, Most of our students also use Naviance as a tool that their um, school provides. Highly recommend using it. It's a great tool. This is another great tool. Um, They both have their pros and cons. Um, So I definitely recommend taking a look at this. This is actually based on the research that Dr. Antonoff did, who wrote this book, um, and put all into a website. So the part that I love the most is if we go over here on College Search and all the way to the left, and we say search by lists and rankings. There are all these college lists on here that are so interesting. So you can see them right here, right? This is kind of the big categories for the lists. If you scroll down, you can also click here, start exploring the lists now, and it'll get you to these categories. Now, this says you were viewing page one of 57. There are about 3,000 universities in the US, so you can imagine how many lists one could create off of that. So let's filter up here by categories, let's say, you know, I'm really, really um, intense about that learning environment, of wanting that participant um, learner environment. So maybe I'll click on this, and then it'll pull up some stuff. And then I'll say, "View page one of six, that still seems like quite a lot. So maybe I'll go over here and say, you know I want something different. I, I want to see what's outside the box. So I'm going to click on Not Your Average College and see what happens. Now we have two pages that are selected. You can see here we have some interesting lists, 15 green colleges and universities. Uh, Colleges where physical work is common. Um, Let's see what else. Colleges that have pass fail in their first year. So you can see we have a lot of different things. Very specific, some of these colleges with Phi Beta Kappa chapters, right? Colleges with unique or highly specialized majors. Here we have Consortium for Innovative Environments and Learning. Let's click on that since for me this is about the innovative environment and learning. And let's see what happens. Ah, so here we come to our list. So this list is actually pretty manageable. Um, It only goes this far. Some of their lists are very long, but that's okay because they're under bigger categories. So let's say, you know, I'm just perusing this list. I've heard of NYU, perhaps it's on my list. Um, I've heard of a few of these, but Let's take a look at this one, Evergreen State College. Maybe I've never heard of this one and I want to know more about it. Well, this list, you know, since it's not that extensive, really allows me to click on each one. This is the one I'm going to choose today. Also, just want to draw your attention you can hard it, so that's um, kind of putting it in your favorites. Um, So that's why I do recommend creating an account on this site. It's just a great way to start organizing things. So, the Evergreen State College, let's open this up. Um, We can suddenly see a lot of stuff. Now, I want to draw attention to this. This is tuition and fees. It is not total cost of attendance. So it does not include living. At some schools, living is very, very costly. At others, it isn't. So if you really want to know the total cost of attendance, then you go on cost and financial aid, and here you'll see the total very different from just the tuition only, right? Um, but you can also see a total with average aid. So it seems like people or students get a lot of scholarships here, right? So this is a cost factor right here, which will help you fill out the cost section over here of this spreadsheet. Total cost of attendance um, would factor intuition and housing and personal expenses. And then scholarship opportunities. You know, you could find out, is this a Western undergraduate exchange school? If you have more questions about that me a question um they're also called wui schools and they offer um tuition massive tuition reduction for california students going to non-california western states um and then you also want to see what i qualify for merit or need-based aid now these are questions that might be harder for you as a student or parent to gauge um but you know looking at um, websites like these and this part the financial part here can help um, so you can kind of see all of this stuff right here now another thing that i really like about this um, other than the overview and um all of that it's also very um very intuitive to work with i would say so if we scroll down we can see lists and rankings and we can see all the lists where, that this college is on Um, And here we can see Colleges That Change Lives. It's on a list that's called Colleges That Change Lives. What does that mean? Well, that introduces my next resource, this lovely book, Colleges That Change Lives, by Lauren Pope. Highly recommend um, this as a read. Um, There are 40 colleges in here that maybe you've never heard of, um, that have incredible track records and really allow students um, to become Um, whoever they choose to become. They're all liberal arts schools so the very beginning of this book also does a great job of explaining what is a liberal arts school, debunking some myths around that. Um, I'm sure that um, you may have some questions about that. Um, If you do let me know. We might do a webinar on that in the near future as well. Um, So you could actually go on this list and see the 40 colleges that are on this list. Now, on the top, it always tells you, you know, what, what does this actually mean? <laughs> um, what does this list even entail? And then you can go through it. So you can see there are a lot of rabbit holes to go down <laughs> just inside College Express, right? Um, so this is really exciting because you have a lot of resources. But it's also really daunting and can get very overwhelming because you have a lot of resources, right? Um, So I do recommend getting some of these books so that the murky waters of the internet don't completely swallow you up, and then you know, finding a good balance between using those resources. Um, I really recommend um, you know, using colleges that change lives. You can also use Niche, but take that with a grain of salt, I would say. Niche is a website where you can look up colleges, but also surrounding areas, so that's nice to get a sense for the town that the college that you're interested in is located in. Um, so I like to call this uninhibited brainstorming, because You don't need to know yet what exactly you want. This is brainstorming. This is exploring. So pop some things on here. You know, go crazy. You can always change it. This is your ever-changing college criteria list. This is never set in stone. That's why it's in sheets. I can go and say, you know what, I don't care. I actually want a big classroom. There I go, I've changed it. Yep. So don't feel like, oh man, but I used to say that's what I wanted. You're not stuck in what you need or want at all. This is your exploration. So this should always change. And this should be something that you continuously come back to if you're a junior from now until you're basically enrolling in college. Um, If you're a senior and you haven't made one of these, make one. And just put the universities on there that you got into. That way you keep your workload a little lower. And you really start exploring, right? Okay. So let's see. Let me just um, check something. Quickly over here. Okay, great. Awesome. Um, okay, so I guess that brings me to my next question. What is this entire process actually about? Right, it's February 20th of my junior year. Applications aren't really due until October, November, December, maybe January of my senior year. Why, why should I care right now? I think the key word here is this is really about exploring. This is really about engaging in a search where you can find where you can grow um, into who you want to become. So the key here is you. I've said the word you a lot because this is really about you, the student, not about society and what it dictates, not about any myths you've heard. It's not about your parents. Sorry, parents a little bit about your parents. They are helping you finance this. (laughs) Um, So listen to your parents. Take their mentorship into account. They've been through this. They do know you. But, you know, really take ownership over your process. Know that this is your process. You can't wait around for other people to do it. Uh, And if you're like, I don't know, I don't know what I want. That's totally fine. That's the starting point. Yeah, it doesn't matter where we start. It just matters what we do about it. So start researching, set aside maybe an hour a week where you look up stuff about colleges on your phone, um, where you say, I'm going to pick a university and fill out the spreadsheet, see what I think about it. Yeah? There are virtual tours um, of all of these universities that I really encourage you to take a look at. It feels like you're walking around on campus. Technology is great, even if you can't you know, go fly to the East Coast, you can still take a look at those um, by wandering around campus virtually. Um, and then visit. If you can't visit the universities you really want to visit, visit a university that's similar in size, similar in its mission, similar in its approach, and see what you think. You may have all these new insights and questions based on the tour you take there. So really, you know, use local universities to get a sense of exploration for what it is that you want. That doesn't mean that you have to go to a local university. You can go as far away as you want, I surely did. I'm from Germany, so I went quite far across a pond, well, a pond, a large pond, called the Atlantic, and a country to end up on the west coast of um, the States. So, to each his own, right? But there are ways to explore even um, that don't break the bank, okay? Now, if you're a senior, you need to go visit. If you're a senior and you're caught between three schools, Go to their admitted student days. Go and go see their receptions that they hold in the area. Um, Try to sit in on a class while you're there. Try to see if you can sleep in a dorm while you're there. Um, Really, really encourage you um, to take advantage of all of this. Now, if you say, I don't even know where to start um, and I need help, With these college visits. Then I do recommend another site called Campus um, Sherpa. So if you just Google Campus Sherpa, you can go right here. Um, They have personalized college tours, which are pretty cool. So you can select your college or university, um, and then you can go from there. So let's say I'm really interested in Fordham University in New York, and um, let's say I want to, you know, maybe travel there during spring break, so I'm going to you know, go with the beginning of April. Um, and then I say I'm really interested in learning more about Greek life, I want to do some research while I'm there, um, and I'm really passionate about sports, so I want to know what's the sports life like. I'd also like to see a dorm while I'm there. You can also select a major, or just say no preference if you don't know yet what you want to major in. Over here we have what you can do, so you can do a trek, which is walking around campus for 45 minutes with a Sherpa. Um, I will explain in a second what a Sherpa is. (laughs) No, you're not climbing Mount Everest, but kind of. That's a pretty good analogy for this college process. Um, You can do an excursion longer or a summit five hours. Also, you can do an online chat. So for the universities that are really far away where you really feel like you can't visit, you could talk to a Sherpa, which is a real student from this university who's currently attending, who is probably interested in these things right here. And if you chose a major, hopefully has your major um and you can just talk to them for 30 minutes online obviously these are paid services um but just contact them if that's not something you can do and see if they have you know exceptions or discounts um one discount that you can get is if you type in strike to learn in the um discount code area at your checkout um, then you should be getting 10% off but you know shoot us an email at strive to learn.com if that isn't working for you um, and so this is really great because um, the mission of this company is they saw a need to fill the need was how can students get an authentic real experience um, of the schools that they're looking at not a marketed um, experience where you know they're just learning all these great things but a really you know a reality check really getting a real answer to what they're interested in so campus sherpa has students at all these universities who work for campus sherpa not for the university so their main goal is to share a unique and authentic experience with you so if you say i really want great big football and that's something i'm really interested in and they will tell you you know what that's not something you're going to find here we do have a football team it is d1 um, but nobody really goes to the games They'll be very straight up with you. They won't try to talk it pretty and say, you know, but yeah, if you really want that, you, you can make it happen. So it's a really nice way to get kind of a more real authentic view of things. Um, and it's a great way to engage with a student at a university that's too far away for you to be able to visit. Um, so I do recommend them if you want to get a more personal view of the universities. Most of the time, if you're a senior and already admitted, there are plenty of resources that the school itself will offer you calling their admissions office, asking about the admitted student days is a great place to start. And then asking them in the admissions office, hey, is there a student you can pair me up with to spend a night in the dorm? Basically, don't be shy with your questions. All they can say is no. Also, you're never gonna see that person again, the one you're on the phone with asking these questions. And if you decide not to go there, you're never gonna see anything about it ever again. So who really cares what you ask? So don't be embarrassed to ask things, just go right ahead. They want to answer your questions. They want to give you a good idea of what it would be like to go there. The university's top priority is to enroll students who will stay, who will enrich their campus, who will have a great time, who won't drop out, right? So of course, they will be open to showing you around, to helping you ensure that this is indeed the best possible fit for you because when you figure out this is the best fit for me this is the university where I really want to go and now I'm getting really excited that bodes well for the college because then there's a much higher likelihood that you will stay with them for the full four years instead of transferring out at some point because you're unhappy so they will really put some effort into helping you figure out is this the right fit so just ask all they can say is no. If you know a specific major you're interested in, also call that department, Say, "Hey, I was just admitted. I'm trying to, you know, figure out what my decision is. So I'm weighing a couple options. Would it be possible with, to meet with someone from the department um, to really figure out, you know, what you guys offer? I want to understand your business major better. I want to learn more about your internship opportunities, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. All right. So exploration is the key. Um, some interesting statistics related to student success, or maybe less statistics, but more interesting insights, is that um, there's actually a lot. So I chose three <laughs> that are very different from one another to share today, just to throw you know some food for thought at everyone listening. Um, one of them is the idea of test optional. So we have this right here, test optional. This would be a yes, no answer. Um, or you could just put a check mark or an X, whatever works for you if you're more visual. Test optional would mean that they don't um, need your SAT or ACT scores in order to make um, a decision about admission. More and more schools are going test optional in 2019 application season. A lot of schools went test optional that weren't before, Um, and now even the UCs are discussing whether or not they want to go test optional. Now, optional doesn't mean, oh, I shouldn't take the SAT, ACT, I can totally forget about those tests. It means that if you are high achieving academic students, if you have, you know, a good solid GPA, 3.5 GPA, and you're taking demanding coursework, you're doing well in your classes, you also have a great extracurricular record, maybe you're volunteering, maybe you're the president of a club, uh, maybe you're really heavily involved in athletics or in your church, and you have a pretty solid record of you know exploring your passions outside of school, outside of the classroom, and overall, you you feel like wow this is really who I am. You're working on your essays, all of these wonderful things. You have good letters of rec, but your SAT score just won't go up. <laughs> Then you are one of many students. You are not special, sorry. Um, A lot of students struggle with these tests, yeah? Um, If this is you, if you feel like your SAT or ACT score really is not matching up with who you are outside of that score, with your academic record, your extracurriculars, whatever else it might be, then the test optional schools would be schools where maybe you don't want to submit your score. Now, let's say you do have a really high score, you're applying to a test optional school school then you want to submit it it can help you so basically the idea of test optional means that you will not be penalized for not submitting a score so submitting your score can help you and if you think your score won't help you then don't submit it sometimes the it's hard to make that decision of whether or not to submit it Um, but Um, Basically, you want to look at those average SAT, ACT scores. You also want to look at how your GPA compares to their average. If your GPA is much above their average, but your test score is much below, then this might be a school that you want to actually um, use the test optional um, environment and omit your test scores. Now, what's really exciting is about 40% of universities um, are now test optional. This is according to one of our resources here on our resources list, um, fairtest.org, um, a nonprofit that's really um, you know, trying to change how, how do we test, why do we test, what is the world of standardized testing, what does all this mean? So big proponents for test optional. So take a look at their website if you want to know more about this trend and what it actually means. They also have a great list of um, Test option, all test optional schools in the nation. Um, so you can take a look at that. So 40% are now test optional, and that number is just growing um, every year, um, which is very exciting. So we'll see who else goes test optional for year 2020. So um, the exciting part about this is um, why? Why are more universities choosing to go test optional? It's because more and more research shows that GPA is a much better predictor of college success than standardized test scores. What is GPA measuring? It's measuring hard work over time. It's measuring your relationship with your peers and your profess- uh, your teachers in high school. Um, it's measuring, do you do your homework? Do you put in effort? How well do you do on group presentations? And then, yes, it's also measuring how well do you do on quizzes and tests. But that's one aspect. So the, the testing is really about testing this, the GPA, your grade point average is much more about your overall performance, which is more indicative according to um, several studies, which you will find on on the website I just indicated, fairtest.org. You can see the research behind it. Um, also real quick, the studies I'm citing are also here in Crossing the Finish Line. Um, it's a very dense research book, but for those of you interested, um, this is a great book um, to read more about the actual research behind all the stuff I'm talking about right now when it comes to test optional schools. So the test optional policy is really great because um, it helps students who don't test well, but it's also still positive for students who do test well. Um, So it's kind of a win-win in that scenario. Um, now, keep in mind, um, SAT-ACT scores are going to be higher averages for test-optional schools. So if you see you know, really high SAT-ACT averages um, and it's test-optional, that's probably because everyone who didn't have really high ones didn't submit them. So it shifted the mean and standard deviation of those test scores up a bit. Um, so that's just a something to keep in mind. It doesn't necessarily mean that the entire university is more selective than a different university that is not test-optional, but and therefore has lower um, mid-50% uh, mid, mid 50% ranges. Okay, so that's just an interesting thing, interesting food for thought. So let me know if you have any questions about that. Um, also, just wanted to throw in here, if you're watching this webinar, either live right now or a recording of it, um, please let me know, um, send us an email at info at um, or, you know, message us on Instagram, whatever works for you. Um, and let us know what you'd like to see in future webinars. So I, today's webinar brings up a lot of different fit criteria, a lot of different things to think about. Um, so if you're like, wow, I had never heard of this and I really want to know more about it. Could you do a webinar just on that? No problem. We are creating a big list right now of things we want to get through um, in the next months, leading up to the beginning of the next college app season. So please let us know what will be most helpful to you. Again, it's info at strive to learn.com. And um, you can also text us right here, 949 or message us on Instagram. Our Instagram is strive to learn tutoring. All right, another really interesting. concept is applying the relative deprivation theory, a um, concept from psychology, to um, the college experience, I would say, and also to your college list building. Basically what the relative deprivation theory says is that we constantly compare ourselves to those around us and our happiness and therefore directly correlate our success rate is dependent on basically everyone we're surrounded by. Um, One of the kind of statistics that led to this theory is that um, the suicide rates are actually much higher in first world countries where people on average have higher economic uh, mobility and stability than in third world countries where maybe the economic mobility is very low and a lot of people live in poverty. That is a gross overgeneralization, so I apologize for that, but for reasons of time, I'm not gonna go further into it. But basically, why is the suicide rate higher in countries where that you would maybe associate more happiness? Well, when you're surrounded by people who are, um, you know, dealing with the same struggles and challenges you are, you may look around and say, yeah, you know, I'm good. Like, I'm working on things, This is this is good. When you're surrounded by people who you perceive are doing better than you, have the bigger house, the smarter girlfriend, <laughs> um, got into the college that has, um, according to society, more prestige, um, make more money, have a fancy car, whatever it might be. You may think, well, wow, there must be something wrong with me. I am I'm not doing so well compared to all these other people. So, then you start holding yourself back through your own thought process and it turns into a self-fulfilling prophecy. So Malcolm Gladwell um, wrote a book called David and Goliath, which I do not have right here, um, but I did put it on our webinar resources. Um, So it's right here, uh, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. Highly recommend this read. really applies to college, but also applies to life. He did a great Google talk. I really recommend it. It's about a 15 minute talk. It really changes the way you look at college and what the college name and prestige factor can mean for the actual student success um, based on the relative deprivation theory. So I really encourage you to take a look at this one. Um, It's really about, you know, where, which college can you? Be confident in um, and start and strive um, instead of feeling overwhelmed and unfit. So, surrounding yourself with students who you know maybe are at a similar level as you, so that you can rise and shine, um, that you can make those connections and experiences, that you can get hands on um, application, that you can build your resume. Um, Rather than feeling like you're constantly running to catch up with everyone else, and therefore putting yourself back and not taking advantage of opportunities. Um, You know, I'm totally butchering his talk right now. Um, Just listen to him instead of me. So I'm going to move on to the next topic right now. Um, Gap year. We haven't talked about a gap year yet. A gap year doesn't have to be a year, but it basically means taking some time off of school um before re-entering school um and really seeing um you know what um what can i how do i find some independence how do i explore a bit before i go into the next academic phase of my life and a gap year can be you can do this in many different ways um now a lot of um i just came from the gap year fair last night in la um which is why it's Fresh in my mind, and I really wanted to share this with you guys today. Um, So the gap year there um, was really interesting. I took a gap year myself, so I have my personal experiences to relate to. I ended up going to Argentina, um, living in Buenos Aires for seven months, and doing um, an internship At a theater, which is really where I solidified my Spanish into um, native speaking level, and I also gained a lot of experience in both co-directing and acting. Um, So it's pretty exciting time. Um, I did that before I started college. Um, It was nice because I needed a break. I felt a bit burnt out from high school, Um, and so it was really interesting at the fair yesterday. You know, because I always think, well, that was my experience. That doesn't have to be everyone's experience. Um, But there were really some interesting. Uh, statistics shared um, gathered from many students who did do a gap year and compared to the national average student. Um, So students who take a gap year, and again that doesn't have to be a full year, it can be a few months, it can be a semester, it can be a year, Um, actually have a four-year average graduation rate. Now you might think okay yeah four years that's your that's when you should graduate. Well should is different from do, and the actual national graduation uh, rate is um in six years so the average time to graduate is six years in the nation so the fact that the gap year students only take four years on average or close to four years um, was quite interesting to me there's a lot more to be said about that we're actually going to do a podcast um, with the gap year specialist in a few weeks so stay tuned for that um if you follow us on instagram you'll see news about that. Um, So I just wanted to kind of pop that idea in people's heads. What is this whole gap year thing even and you know why might it be something to explore? Now let's get back to really the most important aspect of the college search process. I would say number one it's explore. Number two is to become independent. Put yourself outside of your comfort zone. Go visit those colleges, go ask questions, write emails, search those lists, uh, gather new experiences. The more you know about yourself, um, the more you'll know about yourself. (laughs) And experience is the last one. Visit it in on classes and get to know different possibilities. This leads me to our Q&A. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to write them into the chat box. Um, If you don't have any questions, that's fine too. Um, so I'm just going to give you a moment to write something in there if you want. Um so far, I don't see any questions, so that means I'm covering topics well, so it's exciting. Um, but basically, um you know, I really want to make sure that um whether you're a student or a parent, you can really see and learn to embrace this process as a time where you have the luxury to explore. You have the possibility to really um, kind of get into the nitty-gritty and, and wrap your brain around these things that might be daunting, where you might think, I don't really know, or How, where do we start? Well, the biggest thing to start is to just start. Click on one of the links, go on one of the resources, buy one of these books, open a page, just read it. Spend five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, maybe one hour a week, and to really kind of dabble and get a sense of what is this world um, that you're entering with this college process. Um, something else I do recommend when we're thinking about um, the family dynamic is don't make everything about college at home. <laughs> it can get really, really exhausting for both parents and students. So just really make sure that um, you know you balance what, how you feel and what you. Um, what you're talking about and maybe make a college zone free day. Every Sunday, no college questions allowed. Parents, do not ask your kids anything about college every Sunday or every Wednesday, whatever your family day is. Um and and that that day college is off limits. Um all the other days you can batter your kids about what they want to do and where they want to go. Um but yeah, so I would definitely recommend that to keep the peace for the next year and a half if you're a junior. Um, okay, we have some questions coming in. So um, we have a question from a student here. Hi, Lily, thank you for asking. Um, Lily's asking, what if I choose a major and decide that I don't want to study it anymore? Um, so that's a pretty good um, question. Now, Lily, do you mean um, once you're at the college, you decide you don't want to study it? Or do you mean you know beforehand when you're searching for college? Maybe you can write a quick reply in. Um, And then I'll come back to your question. Um, Okay. So let me elaborate on that a little bit either way. So basically, if you decide, let's say you're in the phase of still exploring. Oh, she responded. Once she's in school and has begun the school. Okay. So once you're enrolled, so this is important for our seniors, right? Um, So it depends which university you're at. Most university will allow you a certain level of exploration within your first year or first two years. Um, And actually over 75% of students change their major at least once. So it really shouldn't be a problem. However, some schools specifically, oftentimes polytechnic institutes, for example, for example, um, Cal Poly, SLOW, San Luis Obispo. Um, it's much more difficult to switch majors. It's easier within the department. So, for example, switching from mechanical engineering to aerospace engineering is a lot easier than switching from forestry into um, business administration, right? Because you have you have to go across colleges. Um, So if you're at a college that is much more rigid in the idea of changing majors because of the way that they've structured their curriculum at Cal Poly Slow, for example, it's front loaded, so you're taking a lot of your major courses in the beginning, then there's usually still a process that you can follow. Um, Like I said, at most universities, this is part of the academic advising, it's kind of expected that you may change your mind as you learn more about the world around you. Um, So really, you know, ask your advisor once you're in college and really see what other majors interest you and then take a look at their um, process to change their major. Most of the time, you will not have a problem. So really, as long as you're not at a school that's more rigid about it. Um, okay, and then um, Daniel asks, "How should I let my parents influence my choice, and how do I know if my college was the right choice?" Um, I think a lot of figuring out if your college was the right choice is has a lot to do with your visits. So figuring out if it is the right choice before you go, um, definitely, like I said, I really recommend those visits, and I recommend that you, um, when you visit, sleep in the dorm, sit in on a class, talk to people. Stop random people on campus and talk to them, and you'll see, do you feel like you're at home? Do you feel like you could find a group there, Um, or does it all feel quite foreign and different to you? Um, So I think that's a big part um, to figuring out if your college is your right choice. I think another part is going back to that spreadsheet and seeing, you know, for the college that I think I'm going to choose, is the majority green? Or does it have five big red spots? Because red was from ideal breakers, right? Um, so giving yourself that visual overview, I think can also really help um, figure out your choice. Um, as far as whether or not you should let your parents influence your choice, um, you know, your parents, it depends on your relationship with your parents. Your parents are your parents. I hope they know you well. Most parents I know do know their kids quite well. So start an open dialogue with your parents. Ask them, you know, why do you want me to go there? I really don't want to go there. Why do you want me to go there? Maybe they will surprise you by pointing out some things that you haven't thought of that are actually really important to you. Um, So be open-minded. Listen to your parents. Don't follow blindly what your parents say. Question. Bring your own opinions in. But really discuss together as a family. Collaborate in this decision um, instead of butting heads. So stay evidence driven, you know, figure out why do you want to go there? Do you just feel like you want to go there because your friend is going there? Because your parents are probably not going to think that's a great reason to shell out 50 grand a year. Um, Or do you want to go there because they have the major you like? They have a specific internship program you would really like to participate in. um, And you'll be able to join their club soccer team. If you have very specific reasons, then bring those to the table. Go through that spreadsheet together with your parents. Make this a collaborative effort. Look at the finances together as well. Really go through your aid letters and figure out, you know, what realistically looks like the best choice here too. So there are a lot of things that you can do um, if you have an evidence-based reasonable conversation where you can really come to a consensus together and also, you know, really use the fact that your parents have known you for the last 16, 17, 18 years um, to your benefit in your college choice. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for the questions. We're all out of time. So I really, um, you know, um, love the engagement and I hope that anyone who was listening or watched the recording really gets a lot out of this session. Please send us any suggestions for future webinars to info at and have fun with all these resources. Have a great day.
1: Thanks for listening. To access any of the resources mentioned in this podcast, for instance, the Good Fit College Criteria Spreadsheet, shoot us an email at info, that's I-N-F-O, at strive to learncom As we continue to produce episodes of this podcast, you can follow along on our website, www.strivetolearn.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned for future episodes, and don't forget to subscribe. As we're launching this podcast, we'd appreciate any support you can give, including likes, downloads, shares, and good reviews. Got something you want to learn about? Ask us questions in the comments, or DM us on Instagram at strive learn tutoring. Get the latest updates on the college admissions world and be the first to receive exclusive offers when you subscribe to our newsletter by visiting our website, learn.com. Thanks for sticking around, and I'll see you next time.